Hello, hello, and welcome back to She's Doing All Right. I am your host, Sarah Carter, and today I have my very first guest. It's so exciting. I've got Elena Aaron on this episode. She is a singer-songwriter. She is a marathon runner. She's run the New York Marathon twice. And last but definitely not least, she is my sister. I am older than her by 14 months, and it has been such an amazing journey to go from fighting with her over rooms and clothes to now just being in complete awe of the woman she is and the person she is. She's so kind and so just generous and inspiring. Now, I do want to quickly say if the audio is a bit off, my mics were not working. It was very, very frustrating. I have two mics. was so excited to use them for the first time. That didn't happen. So this episode was really fun. We actually discussed marathons and what she plans to run in the next year and her biggest accomplishments of 2022. And of course I had to ask her how she has gone from feeling unqualified in her field to getting to where she is now. So let's just jump right in to this interview. I think you're going to love it. Somebody asked if they wanted or what you were most proud of accomplishing in 2022. Um, most proud accomplishment after obviously like, I don't know, I released an album and did a ton of stuff which was cool, traveled a lot, but I think running the New York Marathon this year because it felt terrible and exhausting and I had to, I was like really burnt out and stressed and trying to figure out how to manage, how to stay inspired, how to manage uh, my time, how to not push myself, so I think actually just doing that and doing it like with a smile on my face was... Almost like running the marathon taught you how to rest. Yeah, in a way, or just... A lot of things of like realizing how hard I push myself mm -hmm. or um, I remember hearing this one podcast and this woman said she was referring to herself like right after she had a kid and was getting back into like being a Peloton coach and she said so many high achievers don't actually she said this like way more poetically but essentially so many high achievers don't actually reflect on what they've done mm -hmm. so they are doing all these amazing things and don't actually like realize it totally so I was like okay gotta realize so. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, one thing I thought was so cool was you were on New York billboards this yeah, year. Yeah, that was so sick. Okay, tell us about that. How I does that even, how did that come about? Through the run club I run with, which is an amazing community, Define, in New York City. They were also doing something called No Name with Lululemon. Um, I run with them and they're just such a cool community. <clears throat> and somebody in there had modeled for forgot milk or milk what they call themselves now um runners for the new york marathon or female runners um and i applied they reached out to me they're like we love your image everything we'd love if you were would be in this so um i was in i had to fly to london to teach and so i flew back to new york the next weekend that was so crazy was in prospect park did a photo shoot with them which was so fun and then went back to New York for a few weeks, or back to London for a few weeks. And then I came back to New York and I remember seeing like somebody else had posted and tagged them in it, that they were like filming by Penn Station, I think. And it was just like flashing the different pictures on and I saw mine and I was like, <gasps> so I was like, I have to go right now. So I was like, dropped everything I was doing. and was just like, I have to go see myself. It took me forever to find where the billboards were. Oh, no. And they're like on a rotation. So all my pictures look like it's just on the screen, but they were like rotating with like Calvin Klein ads and all yeah. these other things. So every time I'd wait and then like get a bunch of pictures and then um, 
Yeah, so it was fun. I remember seeing a TikTok or a Instagram story one time from your roommate, your old roommate Valerie, and she like did some Sephora oh, modeling. Yeah, and she had a video of herself like walking up, and she's like showing herself on the Sephora wall, and yeah. somebody else walks by her, and they're like, "Oh my God, is that you?" She's like, "Yeah." They're like, "Congratulations!" And I had that like, happen oh, at the so cool. at the marathon um, expo where you get your bibs and everything for the marathon. Okay. Um, Milk had this huge wall with all our photos up. There yeah. were like maybe 10 of us, yeah. 9, 10, I don't know. And I was getting a photo in front of my photo that was hanging there, and somebody walked by them. They're like, Wait, is that you? And I was like, Yeah. And they're like, What? And uh, yeah, that so is that so was fun. cool. That's got to be such a great experience. Yeah, it was cool. Um, have, when you're running, I, do you find that you drop into like a meditative state and like come up with really good song ideas? Or are you very focused on the race? It's not so much song ideas. Sometimes I'll listen to demos and it's a good way to like process songs that like I'm working on. Like you listen while you're running? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't come up with song ideas. If anything, when you're running, it's the same as I think any other, yes, it can get into a meditative state, but a lot of it is like <clears throat> any other workout where you're like, I've got to get through this and I've got to like, just keep going. Yeah. Get like 10 more minutes, go to that pole, go to that bridge and just keep going. I'm never gonna run again. I want yeah. a burger. Like whatever those are. Okay, that makes um, me feel better because I always hate running, and every single time I do exactly that, I'm like, but what? You got me into running. I know. I first ran in Calgary, and I could barely. You like left me behind. Went for a 15 minute run, and I couldn't run. And finally, I was like, go ahead without me. And you were like, okay, I'm gonna run a little bit more, and I'll meet you at the end. And I was like, <sighs> that was my running pace. That yeah. I had. That, the only reason I stopped was because three of my friends signed us up for a half marathon, and then we went, and they just like literally the last week, all of them were like canceling, and I was the only one to go. And That's then, great though. It was good. I would probably try again, but I don't know. I think. It's a lot. I think I'm a Pilates girl. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I'm a Pilates and hiking. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know, how did you decide that New York and London were your kind of homes? Because you go back and forth between them. Is the energy really similar or is it opposite and that's what draws it to you? No, I'd say they're quite similar. And New York for me, like when I left, I was like, I'm not coming back here. Um, but then every time I go back there, I'm like, oh, this is like you get there and there's just such a this high, like go, go, go energy. Like exactly what people think it is, it is that to that essence. It's way dirtier and like so much like not as glamorous at all as people Rats. think. But it's like yeah, but it's that go go go. Like you get you like get off. I remember when I first went to New York, you get off on a bus there, and it's just like people in business suits, people in like fashion everywhere, oh just going going going, and you're like, what am I doing? Like yeah. go go go. So I do love that. It's very like an inspiring energy. It's like the difference of like being around people friends who you would say I'm working on this thing and they're like wow that's crazy I can't believe you're doing that do you actually think it's gonna work versus friends who you're like I'm working on this thing and they're like oh cool maybe you should also try this have you thought about this how are you gonna get this done I know somebody who can help you with this right that like as an example of that kind of energy that's like what New York is where it's like go 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 but then it's also lacking that like rest I find mm -hmm. at least for me mm -hmm. when I was there I could never create this idea of like refuge or rest or like living a sustainable or holistic life in that sense. Yeah. Like it was always like, I remember once, um, like we were talking about that. You were like, when I call you in London, you'll be sitting at a table eating food. And when I call you in New York, you're always walking somewhere, eating yes. on the go. Like, and that's so true. I don't think I ever cook meals in New York. Yeah. Um, and so London has the same, I wanted like a place that still felt really energetic, 
Um, it felt like there was like a, a new kind of creation for pop music, which London felt like, but it also feels way more homey. There's way more green everywhere. Yeah, space. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, moved to London and at first was like, I'm not going back to New York. And then I kind of go back to New York at like magical times. Like I avoid it in the hot months of summer. I just like go back in the fall where it's yeah. all nice. And so... That's cool. Um, yeah. So you always have like good memories now. It's like And I just realized too, like I've built up so like I actually have such a huge community there of people, yes. which is really cool. So every time I'm back it's like a hometown visit. But yes. I think yeah, they're close enough. I I really do like going back and forth. Keeps going to Yeah. How far is the flight? Six hours? Yeah, six, seven, eight hours for me. Um, do you often do this the overnight flight and then land in London and teach? Is that something you do pretty frequently? Every time in the past when I've flown back, yeah, so last fall I flew back so many times that I, there's a five hour difference, I think. So I would fly back um, from New York in the evening, get to London in the morning, and then sometimes, like I think a few times I went straight to the school. Oh my god. But I was just like so tired, and like after you get off the flight too, you feel all like nasty, so. Yeah. And then last time I had so much luggage, so now I've been like, no, I gotta get back earlier. Yeah. But this time I'm going back, I get back on Tuesday morning. And then have a show Tuesday night, so <laughs> we'll see. And you're learning to play a new, not play a new English, but yeah, but doing like a whole new live set. Something. I'm trying to do it all a solo live set. That's so. really cool. Yeah. Uh, somebody had asked that I thought was a great question. What are some like what are three things that you wish you knew before you got into this the music and creative industry? What you see advertised to you about the industry isn't actually like that works for big artists who have big labels behind mm -hmm. them, right? Like. So many people are like, you have to do this because that's how this artist broke out or this because this bro artist broke out. But that was like all a marketing plan by the record label themselves. Yeah. Um, and being willing to really like, being willing to carve your own path is honestly how it's done. Like every artist who is successful has done things that the record label hasn't thought about or mm -hmm. they haven't thought about that kind of marketing or image or whatever. Um, so that's one. I think also being okay with how long it's going to take because so many times it's like, you're like, this has to be successful in my first year of doing it out of high school or college or university. And then it's really easy to get down on yourself and just be like, like totally not like the journey at all totally. or enjoy the journal, journal, journey. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so tired. I'm jet lagged and so tired. Um, it's hard to then enjoy the journey. Um, and what's interesting is like, a lot of times as I'm getting older, I look back on just life things I did then and was like oh so much of that was me just trying to survive and it's crazy what I was able to do at that time and also like oh it's actually things are working out great and there's other people I know who were really successful early on and that's kind of died out now totally. so it's kind of like don't judge all all of things um everything yeah those are two things but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I've heard that quote that an overnight success takes about 10 years yeah yeah um and it, do you know who Lennon Stella is? Yeah. Yeah, I have found her to be an interesting case because she has the backing. I think she's with Capitol Records or something. Yeah. She literally has had songs on the radio. She's always on my Spotify list. And yet I don't really see her name everywhere. Yeah, that's true. And she, it's kind of like she ebbs and flows into popularity and then dies out a little bit again. Yeah, well, there's some artists who like you really just hear their music and they're not necessarily like in pop culture like yeah tabloids, yeah which honestly maybe that's the way to be <laughs> just be known for your yeah. music and then, like, leave me alone it might be ideal <laughs> yeah okay your fashion i this is just a personal thing your fashion is so 
Well, this is actually right quite now, muted. <laughs> I would wear this. This is very muted. Um, but, but your fashion is so bold. Do you have, like, do you just use it as an expression of your creativity or do you just grab pieces you like and throw them on? Literally just grab pieces I like. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember as a kid thinking, I hope I never, like, I hope I can always fit into kids' clothes because adult clothes are so boring and yeah. ugly and always liking, like, stripes and bright colors. Um, and then I think throughout my life, there's a bit, there was a lot of, like, working in music business where I had to dress more professionally or yeah. um, just trying to fit into certain areas that where I had to, there were certain dress coats I had to meet or working in the service industry where I couldn't wear really nice clothes because they would all get ruined. Yeah. Um, and so I think finally over the past, obviously I've always had different like fashion stuff, but over the past couple of years, it's been like, okay, I'm working for myself so I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I can express myself however I want and I can wear as nice of things as I want because they're not going to get ruined. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I remember it was like eight years ago I came and visited you in Boston when you were still at school mm -hmm. and you were telling me you had just done like an undercut or a side cut or whatever that was mm -hmm. and I remember you saying that you had teachers telling you that that was a big mistake and you were not going to make it because you no longer fit the image and you told me then you're like I just feel like that's so great because I don't want to fit anyone's image like I'm trying to be Elena I'm not trying to be your next like cookie cutter thing and I was like I loved this really? so much <laughs> yes like you're just like that comment like at first you're like I remember a year when I would have taken that to heart and like changed my look to appease you and yeah. instead I'm like thanks for saying that like I'm so happy I could look anything but what you want to support that's so <laughs> interesting I like, I yeah that. with music how do you know when you've written a hit song there's always songs that like when I write them, they feel so good coming through me or coming out. But even then, sometimes all the song I'll be like, this feels so good. And I'll show it to producer or to friends. I'll kind of be like, eh. But like, I mean, it still could be good because you hear about that with major artists all the time that nobody on their team wants the song released and then they release it and the fans are like, it becomes a number one song, right? Yeah. So those still could be great songs, I guess. Um, other times though, it's usually like, I don't know, there's just something special about a song where it's really catchy and then just the reactions from people as well. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, this Models is it. Models have feelings. Mm -hmm. that, was a, that was a catchy one. That one felt one like amazing game. right away to write too. Yeah. yeah, so. That whole vibe was so good. I love that one. Um, I remember Ed Sheeran once said that he writes the song for himself, but the first time he performs it, it now has become, it's now for the fans. Mm, interesting. Do you write for yourself or for the, for the listeners? For myself, because when I try to write for other people, I feel like it just doesn't come out properly. Mm -hmm. Like I have to just write for myself and then later I could edit it or try to get it towards something. But when I'm like, I'm going to write a hit dance song today or this yeah. this vibe, a lot of times it really just doesn't work. Yeah. So. I heard that reminds me of um, Billie Eilish once was saying how like, if you ever stuck on an island and all you had to do was listen to your own music, she's like, I want to make sure it's music I like. Yeah, so exactly. I'm going to write what I like. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I want to ask how, or what is your next big goal for 2023? Like, you've got an album coming? Yeah, so I'm finishing up recording and releasing an album. And I'm really trying to get that process done faster. Like right now, I'm still independent, so I don't have a big team or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but the last time, like by the time I had written the music and was ready to put it out with my last album, I was like already on to new things. Yes. Um, which is how it happens, but I also I really want it to be like feel really current and relevant to me when I release it totally. So aiming to get that out and then I've also been 
wanting to do way more live performances but just haven't had like the songs that I've been wanting to do live are the songs I was in the middle of writing and now that those are kind of done for the album I'm like cool so let's get tons of live performances trying to set up a whole Ableton live set myself so I can play everything myself That's go all so over amazing. the world do it myself um yeah so doing that um I think and then also with the album trying to do a lot more uh, visuals like more um, music videos that kind of have like short film style yeah. but like monologue stories like that that kind of give more depth behind the songs. Was Mayhem considered a short visual? No or I mean that was just like short visuals but I want okay. like a I want, it'll be like longer than oh, a music video. Yeah. Okay cool. Um, so I'd probably do that and then I think I just yeah I want to work with more like companies get um, like for sponsorships I love doing that with milk I'm like okay I want to be on billboards all over New York and London mm -hmm. and somewhere in Canada this year um, so yeah just keeping taking steps what are values of the companies that you want to work with uh, people who are really community-based I think who are like giving back to the community one thing I love with milk is that they for every female runner who signed up through them they donated to this brand called Girls on the or this company called Girls on the Run, this nonprofit, I guess. And they like support young women, like empower oh, them to run and start up communities everywhere. And I love that. So the whole thing was really like giving back to like younger girls with a running running community. Cool. Um, so that I think a lot of stuff within fitness that's a huge thing mm -hmm. for me, um, making fitness accessible to other people, to to people who might consider themselves like just average or normal I can't do a marathon and the kind of companies that are like no nah, you can and we got you through it it doesn't it's not like just catered to like a specific type of people um I think same with like fashion brands or music brands would be ones that really support smaller artists or support um yeah support people starting independently with like big dreams I guess yeah are you planning on running the marathon again, the New York marathon? Yeah, I think so. Do you have any plans to run other marathons? Like London I was thinking of doing the London one. I was like, I should yeah. do the London one. So. Will you only run marathons or will you run smaller races too? I'm sure I'll do smaller races. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah, because then it, like, it helps get, like, keep you going during the training. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So you just need to work towards. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every time it's like a month before, you're like, I have to start running again. Yeah. <laughs> the marathon and month. like, oh, no. Truly, yeah. Do you want to talk about the charity you support or you raise money for? Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the one I've been doing for um, for the New York Marathon. It's Alice and Whitney Foundation, and it um, supports young adults with cancer, with rare cancers. And I really love running for them. Um, I think, though, in the future, like in, I think in London, I've supported one called the Click Sergeant that also does the same thing. Okay. Um, and I like smaller charities that really give directly to these people in need. Um, it's about community again, right? Like putting it right back to where... Yeah, and it not being like that they have a ton of costs for running and all the stuff. It's not mm -hmm. like you donate and then it goes to like admin fees. Um, so that kind of thing or like I'm sure donating directly to like raising funds directly to people who are going through stuff oh, like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, so kind of anything around that. Cool. Yeah. I, because the theme of the podcast is kind of about going after things that you feel unqualified for. Yeah. I would love to know what is one of the biggest things you've done in your life that you felt unqualified for but you did it anyway and how has that turned out for you i mean so many things including being an artist but i'd say even when i went to university at berkeley college of music it was 
I was so scared that I wouldn't be nearly as impressive as anyone else there. I knew so many people who were like, had already music out, were touring, were doing all these things. Um, and then I got there and I kind of, it was interesting to see that by the time I graduated, so many of those people that I really admired as kind of writers and stuff, and once again, nothing against them, we're all figuring out our own paths, but they kind of like stopped doing music mm -hmm. or were just kind of like had moved back home. Essentially, we're figuring out their own things, but it was just kind of interesting that I was like, oh, we're all kind of in the same boat and think of how much, like, I could have just not gone after this at all. Totally. And I did, and it worked, so. You could have married John Wayne and been a farmer. Oh my gosh. Ten kids. Oof. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think would have happened to you if you stayed in our hometown? I wouldn't have. No, never. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, even before, like, I already moved out of, to Calgary and everything. That's and true. And then I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah any route possible yeah I, yeah exactly yeah cool well thank you so much for being on the podcast thanks for having me i can't wait this is our first time together in three years the last time we saw each other was at my wedding in 2019 mm -hmm. crazy crazy and i have no idea when i'll see you again i would i'm love gonna try to come back to canada and some like do more of a tour throughout europe yes year. that would be cool yeah. and i would love 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 to be at the finish line of the new york marathon cheering you on come, this year i think through. that would be a huge goal yes um, so maybe, maybe maybe we'll see each other again this year yeah <laughs> so that was our interview with elena aaron i am so excited that we got to sit down and talk today thank you so much for being on the podcast elena and thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and share it, tag your friends, and save it. Leave a comment or a rating on iTunes and Spotify. I actually check if you can actually leave ratings on Spotify. But reviews go a very long way. It really helps boost the podcast and lets other people know that it's worth listening to. So let me know what you think of this one. I will hopefully be better on my social medias again, and you'll have content to post under. <laughs> For everyone that's already been supporting and sharing, liking and engaging, you are just making my entire world. Literally can't believe I'm getting to do this. And I really appreciate that you're listening. It means a lot. You can follow Elena at Elena Aaron Official on Instagram.com, and I believe it's Elena Aaron Music on TikTok. Those are her two sort of pages that she follows. If you are on Facebook and want to support her fan page or her artist page, it's just Elena Aaron music, I think. And it's, it says it's an artist page. So that's how you can go ahead and support her. If you'd like to stay updated with the podcast, you can follow She's Doing All Right on Instagram. And for my personal, it's sarah.g.carter. Thank you so, so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode.